Well, for the last few months now, I've been trying to catch up with the 21st century. I've been attempting to make the transition from my beloved paper calendar to the evils of a digital calendar. And it's been a struggle to say the least because I love my paper calendar. And it's not that just any paper calendar will do. No, I have developed the ultimate calendarizing system. I print out the months of the forthcoming next two years in grid form on long sheets of paper. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> so that each month isn't broken up by page turns. I hate that. I've designed it so that the months flow together in a seamless fashion so I can see everything. And then I tape these pages into the front of an 18-month moleskin weekly notebook so that on each page spread, the left side has the days of the week and the right side has my to-do list for that week. It's a lovely way to organize my life. I'm telling you, if it weren't for the wonders of my personal paper calendar, I'm not sure how I would make it. I'm not sure how any of us would make it without our calendars, without being able to coordinate our schedules with each other. And this is especially true this time of year, in the midst of the busy holiday season. We all live our lives according to what's on the calendar, Christmas parties, family visits, turkey dinners, gift exchanges. We need to know exactly when these things are happening so that we can ready ourselves and get everything done that needs to be done. I mean, imagine not knowing the day or the hour of these events. How chaotic it would be if we were all supposed to be ready without a calendar. To be ready for a Christmas party not knowing when it will be. To be ready for a family visit not knowing on which day they're going to knock on the front door. I mean, it's how we live our lives according to our calendars, making plans based on this particular day and this particular hour. I'm not sure how we could manage otherwise. Except that according to Jesus, this is not how he wants us to plan for his arrival. It's not something he wants us to put on our calendar so that we can then live accordingly. No, when it comes to getting ourselves ready for the coming of Jesus, throw your calendars away and embrace the unknown. Jesus makes this clear four separate times in today's gospel passage from Matthew 24. About that day and hour, no one knows, he says. Those living in the day of Noah knew nothing until the flood came. The owner of the house did not know when the thief was coming. And so in the same way, Jesus tells his disciples, you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Embrace the unknown, Jesus says. Throw out your calendars and try something else. This is surely ironic in light of the last 200 years of American church history. As it's been a cottage industry for Bible teachers to break out their calendars and speculate about the end times. Consider yourself blessed if you've never been exposed to prophecy charts and elaborate timelines that map out the exact timing of things like 
the rapture or Armageddon or the millennial kingdom. No doubt you've, you've probably heard of the ever-popular Left Behind series, a series that consists of 16 novels regaling readers with the drama of a final bloody end of history and on the way selling an amazing 65 million books. And so, yes, in more ways than one, when it comes to the end times, when it comes to the second coming, Christians tend to circle dates on the calendar. Even as Jesus says, throw those things out. For when it comes to his coming again, Jesus does not want us to live according to the calendar. This, by the way, is the meaning of the word Advent. It means coming or arrival. Advent, then, is the season in which we prepare for the coming of the Lord. It is not the same thing as Christmas. For with Christmas, we're celebrating the arrival of Jesus in the manger, in the incarnation. But with Advent... We are longing for his arrival. Surely the Lord is coming soon, I said at the beginning of this service, to which you replied, amen, come Lord Jesus. Advent is a time of waiting. But the season of Advent also marks the beginning of our church year, a point that should strike us as significant, that we always begin the church year at the end of the Jesus story with us waiting in this present darkness for his coming. We are meant to start off each year preparing for something that is not on the calendar. This is certainly a different kind of preparation than we're used to. I mean, we all know how to prepare for something on the calendar, right? We, we mark the day, we mark the hour, we, we know we have a limited amount of time to get ready, and so we simply plan accordingly. But you cannot prepare this way for the unexpected. To prepare for the unexpected requires something altogether different. It it requires some some deep work, a, a, a lifestyle change. It requires becoming a person who is in a state of constant readiness. Think about a a house that is normally unkept, right? Dirty dishes left on the tables, toys scattered on the floor, clothes strewn over various pieces of furniture. But even in that house, when there's an event on the calendar, all hands on deck, that house can be tidied up and cleaned in a rush for any particular occasion. (laughs) That's right. It's the first amen I've gotten in a long time. (laughs) But... For a house to be ready at all times to receive guests, to host a party at the last minute, to welcome unexpected family members who who like to pop in. Now, that requires a different kind of preparation, right? It, It requires a daily readiness, constantly picking up after yourself, staying on top of regular house chores. It requires a certain type of lifestyle. Or consider a second string quarterback. If you're a second-string quarterback, boy, it would be great if you knew exactly when your starting quarterback was going to get hurt. But you don't. Instead, you have to live in a state of constant readiness. Your body must always be in shape. You, You have to stay up to speed on the latest playbook. 
Your throwing arm has to stay accurate. You have to be mentally prepared to enter the game at any moment. That requires a certain type of lifestyle. My friends, this is the essence of the Christian life. Constant readiness for the coming of the Lord. And it's exactly why we begin our year with Advent. It's also why Advent is a penitential season. This is a time of self-examination, a time of reevaluation. Am I just getting my life in order when, whenever something alarming pops up? Or do I actually live in a state of constant readiness? Is my lifestyle always on high alert? This is why Jesus says to his disciples, keep awake, be alert, stay vigilant. You must be prepared for the coming of the Lord at any moment. You must be ready even without a calendar. But please, let's not get confused here or, or narrow this in too sharply. It's not just that we need to be ready for his second coming. It's also that we need to be ready for all the ways that Jesus unexpectedly tries to come into our lives. For there are many different types of, of advents in life, moments when Jesus wants to pop in. And so the question becomes more poignant still. Are you living in such a way that you will be ready to receive him in all sorts of moments? I think it's worth paying attention to the fact that Jesus points his disciples to the days of Noah as an example of not being prepared. He says that in those days they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. All good things for people to do. <clears throat> things even that Jesus spoke well of. But it seems that those good things, those good everyday activities, kept people from living in a state of constant readiness. How fitting is that warning for us today? For our lives are also filled with lots of good things. Good activities, sporting events, family gatherings, hunting trips, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, lots of good stuff. But for so many Christians, these good things will keep us from being alert. Because it's these good things that tend to distract us from any number of advents that might occur right in front of us that we don't even see. Yes, Christ might be trying to say something to you, maybe through your son or daughter, but you're too preoccupied with the good task in front of you to hear his words. Christ might be trying to reveal an insight to you through some interruption in your day, but you're too distracted by the good work in front of you that you miss the truth. Or Christ might be calling you to, to serve in a new way here at church or, or in your community. But again, you're too distracted by that good TV show that it ends up unintentionally quenching the spirit. These might just be small examples in life, but over the course of a lifetime, they define who you become. For either you become someone who is alert Someone who is awake to the realities of God that are constantly at work around you, or you become someone who is numb to the divine, distracted by so many good things. 
Our New Testament reading today from Roman, Romans, it, it probes a little deeper on this issue, giving us a slightly different angle from which to look. Because it's interesting, where Jesus attempts to rouse his disciples to readiness by telling them what they don't know, they don't know the day, they don't know the hour, the Apostle Paul, on the other hand, attempts to do the same by telling them what they do know. You know what time it is, Paul says. The night is gone, the day is near, now is the moment for you to wake up. In other words, yes, we, we, we might not know the day or the hour. We might not have a date circled on our calendars, but we do know what season we're living in. We do know that a new age has dawned. Jesus is on his throne. The kingdom of God is here. We do know that the sun is on the rise no matter how long we have to wait for its appearing. And so according to Paul... That's what should drive us to action, what we know. That's what should give direction to our lives. Are we living as if nothing cosmic has really taken place, distracted by our phones and our passing pleasures? Or are we living as children of the light, as if a new day has actually dawned? You see, to be ready without a calendar does not mean you're, you're planning for an event. It means you're preparing a person to live in a new reality. You're preparing a person, you, to live in the presence of God. You're preparing yourself to live in a state of constant readiness, always ready to encounter the living Christ in each and every moment. And so at the outset of this Advent, at the outset of our new church year. That's the question that is thrust upon you and is thrust upon me. How are we preparing ourselves to live with the Lord? How are you becoming a person ready to receive him in any and every moment, in any and every condition, in plenty and in want, in the mundane and in the exceptional, in sickness and in health, in death, and in life. Listen, being ready without a calendar runs against every fiber of my being. I love planning for events and appointments. I can do that. You can do that. But that's not how God wants us to prepare. Not for an event, but to become a person always ready to encounter the Lord to be with our Lord now, tomorrow, day by day, to the end of the ages. What might that look like for you during this season of Advent? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that a new day has dawned. And that though the world sits in darkness, we can live as children of light, readying ourselves to encounter you in each and every moment. May we as individuals and as a church prepare ourselves for the arrival of Christ, not only at his second coming, but in all the advents that occur throughout our days. May we examine ourselves. May we pay attention to our hearts, to our practices, to how we spend our time so that we can cultivate an awareness of your coming. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.